Hey everybody, welcome to the Decipher the Media podcast. Um, on this episode, we have Joe Busey, who is returning to the podcast um, all the way from Atlanta. Uh, Joe was up here recently visiting family, friends, and doing some uh, film-related stuff, so I uh, asked him if he wanted to come on to the podcast and uh, just catch up for a little bit, see how uh, things are going with him. Um, and uh, his film work in Georgia as well as up here in uh, Pennsylvania. We touch upon uh, some of his uh, projects that uh, we uh, have uh, worked together on before, um, some of the other things that he's done, and then he uh, talked about his new project that uh, he's working on, which uh, is uh, actually uh, being um, funded by a grant, um, and uh, he went into details about how how that all happened, um, which was really interesting. Um, and, and then we also um, talk about how he um, came up with the idea for the film and uh, what that idea really means to him and uh, the importance of the message that it sends. So we talk about that and then we get into uh, some uh, lighter discussion with conspiracy theories and uh, deep diving into some of the crazy conspiracy theories that are out there and how they kind of get spread around through um, through the web and through uh, uh, social media and forums and of the like, such as uh, Reddit and 4chan. So we talk a lot about that. Some of the recent news um, that has uh, kind of cropped up uh, since the pandemic has started, how uh, news media... Uh, really affects things, how it affects uh, different generations of people. Uh, we talk about all those uh, sort of things and how they how they influence us and our uh, our society as a whole. Um, so it was a really great discussion. Um, I really enjoyed um, all the sorts of uh, things that we uh, touched on, um, and I was really happy to have him back on to talk about his project and just uh, and his thoughts on things. And what he's been doing to keep busy. So again, this is Joe Busey on uh, Decipher the Media, episode number 16. Um, I hope you enjoy. Yeah, love the banana socks, by the way. Yeah, I've gotten into wearing weird socks, especially when I (laughs) golf. So I golf in a league every Saturday. And um, I'm known as the guy that just kind of wears weird socks. And I dress... See... You can't wear like the knickers and yeah. the like like the pants that you like tuck into your socks and the ball because you look ridiculous. Okay. So this is my way of bringing like the old style of golf where they wore those weird like the weird but blending it with new. So like I'll wear like bright green pants. Yeah. Or uh, like I have like a fluorescent pink shirt that i wear with like white and i wear like white pants i just and then like i always have different weird socks like i got these banana these are banana rick so it's rick and morty oh okay i didn't it's a banana face on it but i have like pickle rick socks i have uh baby yoda socks (laughs) bb8 socks but they always match what i'm wearing right now they're not but like usually like if i'm wearing my orange shirt i wear wear my gray shirt i have bb8 socks and then, like, I match my sun. I don't have my sunglasses on because you know it's nine thirty right. at night. But I'll match my sunglasses to whatever color I'm wearing. Right. Because I can't play golf for worth a worth a shit. So, 
I might as well look like I can just, play. <laughs> just look the part. Exactly. If you look the part and you're playing well, people think you're good. That's how you get like memberships to the country club and exactly. stuff like that, and get it getting in with all the rich. Exactly. I want to meet the rich people because yeah. maybe they'll give me money to make a movie. <laughs> That's true. It'd be a good way of getting investors just to start uh, selling yourself and you know. Listen, I don't want to become places. a gigolo. No, not like that. <laughs> Not. <laughs> Tell me, sell myself, man. <laughs> Market your, you know, skills. I, I'm just gonna just just change the subject. Um, <laughs> so what do you, what else have you been uh, um, doing other than golfing? How's... Well, I'm unemployed because of COVID, so oh. I'm golfing. <laughs> um, no, but um, I uh, I started a YouTube channel, but I haven't. Oh. Yeah, it's called Bogey or Better, and I've probably about six episodes like recorded but i'm so lazy i haven't edited i've edited one <laughs> really um and uh it's just it's more or less just um i'm lazy and those golf vlogs take a lot of a lot of energy and time because you're at, at, like not only like i'm going out there with a camera and recording myself so i'm playing golf and then I'm my own camera crew yeah. So I'm slowing up play behind me, so I have to let people play through, because I feel bad. Um, and then they're like, oh, what are you filming? And I'm like, oh, a YouTube channel. And then I shank the ball into the woods. <laughs> um, uh, and they're like, a YouTube channel? I'm like, yeah, it's a comedy channel. It's about how I uh, suck at golf. <laughs> um, and they're like, oh, I can't wait to see it. And I'm like, you'll never see it, because I'm lazy. Um, but essentially, it's um, me... And my buddy, Andy, uh, we act, so I record myself golfing and I, the goal is to get other people to record themselves too. And then me and my buddy, Andy act as, uh, like sports casters where I go by the name is of Han de jobs. Um, <laughs> and, uh, it's just like a real smart ass, like real smart asses, like talk, like commenting and just being jackasses on air. Um, yeah. it's, it. I think it plays fun, um, but whenever I finally upload it, I'm probably gonna down. I'll probably take it down like a day later because I'm so self-conscious. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean that's that's been a lot of my time. Um, I got a. I, I we can get into it later, but I got a grant to make a movie up here in Pittsburgh. Awesome. So well, that's uh, some good news. Yeah, I spent four months writing a grant proposal. And then I submitted it at the end of February. I don't know if I'm allowed to say who gave me the grant yet, because whenever they sent me it, they said I have to approve any media through them. Oh, so gotcha. I'm just not going to say yeah, the grant name. To, yeah, but uh, <laughs> give details. Yeah, but th essentially they uh, they gave me a, a, a very nice grant, um, and I'm working with Steeltown Entertainment. Um, cool. Because uh, they're our fiscal sponsor, and they have been super helpful. Wendy there has been great. But um, we're shooting that this uh, this late October up here okay. in Pittsburgh. So, but that's um, that's a very so uh, as you know, I do a lot of comedy like yeah. stuff like uh, Hobo Hunters. I did with Ian, and um, I did. It's called Being in Your Twenties, and. Right. Obviously, we did all the other 48s that are just terrible, terrible things. This is, <laughs> this is like the tone of this is completely opposite. Um, it's it's very serious. 
Um, okay. Yeah, it's a, it takes on a pretty heavy subject. Um, takes on um, like regime change wars and our involvement uh, in various governments around the world and toppling governments. Um, essentially, it, it deals with the uh, military-industrial complex and how basically our country runs on it. Right. Um, so I mean, it takes on that. So if you find me in a ditch somewhere, if the movie if the movie does well, you'll find me in a ditch somewhere essentially. <laughs> Uh, but, um, but that, that means that it got the message across. Um, and I, and I don't like it. I don't like getting very, I don't like getting political at all. Um, I'll post a funny meme here or there, um, on Facebook, but most of the time you'll, if I post a meme, it'll be left and right. Like it's making fun of everyone. Yeah. Um, but this is a, this is a subject I really cared about. Um, since I've, I've had family that went overseas, I've had friends that went overseas, um, I've seen what, I've seen a lot of, like, the, what happens on the back end of it whenever people come home. Right. Um, I mean, it's just a matter of, like, it's something I feel very strongly about, um, with this whole regime change wars and everything like that. Right. So, um, I decided to write a script about it and spent four months writing a grant proposal, like I said, and... Uh, submitted at end of February and the last week of June, they're like, "Hey, I, we know there's a pandemic, but you got your money, <laughs> so now you have to figure out how to shoot a movie in the middle of a pandemic." Yeah, that's that's tough because that seems like something, like the idea of that would probably involve you having to do a lot of traveling. I would assume. Yeah, uh, I mean, since I'm based out of Atlanta. Um, like I came up here this week to do the location scout. I got the location scout tomorrow, uh, down in Monongahela. Oh, okay. Um, so and I do have I, I got a producer up here um, who can do a lot of the legwork, and luckily we're working with Steel Town, so they're able to help us out. And, yeah. You know, internet, Zoom. You're able to get a lot done without having to actually travel nowadays. It's not yeah, that's like true. It's not like it's the '90s when email was still new and. You actually believed it whenever someone said that you just have to send them your bank account number and they'll put $10,000 in it. Yeah. Um, when that was not a scam. It was when the guy actually gave you money. Um, but no, like now it's, I can get a lot done just through email. Uh, right. But um, my producer up here is doing a great job. His name's Bill. Uh, I worked with him on, it's called Being in Your 20s. Okay. And then my other producer I have down in Atlanta uh, and we've been working back and forth getting this budget set. Because uh, as as this is the biggest budget that I've ever had to shoot a short film, so mm-hmm. it's about twenty thousand dollars to shoot a short film over two days, which you would think that's a lot of money. It's really not. Yeah. Because um, I mean, our goal we like we're paying people livable wages uh, for the most part. A lot of people are coming in and donating their time, and like we're, our goal is to make sure that no one works for free on this. Cause right. I, like a PA or two might if it's just like they're getting their first credit um, and then if we have money in contingency I plan on paying them out of the contingency um, right right but like that's our that's one of our big goals with the crew um, just because it I mean you've been there you've you've done how much work yeah. for free and it's right those 12 hour days you're just like yeah, at the end of the day it's alright I ate pizza and I'm gonna go puke and wake up the next day after a six hour turnaround and get right. it again oh and they're overnight shoots too so oh, it's two it's fun. it's two days of overnights um at the end of October it's gonna be cold um 
but the cool thing is, is uh, we're doing a lot of in-camera special effects. Yeah. Uh, so I, I we allocated a bit, a big budget of it to special effects, um, so that we can do real pyrotechnics. Uh, we, we can. Oh man. Well, I mean, the the thing about pyro, the pyro is, it's not as crazy as you would think it is. Yeah. Um, the way that we have it planned out is, uh, I found these DMX controlled flamethrowers. They're, they're not. They're flamethrowers. Uh, they're more or less just elect. They're kind of like an electronically controlled lighter to a hairspray can is how it kind of works, but it shoots about, it uses starter fluid. Um, and it has a spark and it's DMX controlled. So it's completely safe. So you run a wire out, you're sitting at a controller, you flick a switch, you get about a t- eight to 10 foot flame. And at night they look a lot bigger, a lot brighter. So you, we shove two of them together. They throw we put them in the background. We have ourselves an in a real explosion that we don't need to go and like set off a bomb, like a, like a special yeah. effects bomb. Um, I want to do like burn barrels. So get some like 55 gallon drums and just fill them with like a bunch of wood, just light them on fire. It's just for like ambience. Um, it's like set deck. Um, and then we want to do all the special effects with, um, squibs, uh, air squibs. I, I've, I don't want to say how I did it, but I designed a, way to do it remotely controlled with little CO2 packages rather than like using a big bike pump. Like you can go online, you can find ones with bike pumps. I found, right. figured out how to do it with a little CO2 cartridge that you'd use for a BB gun. Okay. So you got to work with the special effects guys. I mean, it's a, it's definitely nice to have a budget this big consider and the real nice part is I don't have to pay the money back. Like with an investor that you're expecting the money back. Um, this is a grant for, uh, for artists. So, um, I applied to the foundation and they obviously, I mean, there was a bunch of other applicants. There was almost like a million dollars worth of applicants. Um, and they only had like, I think $150,000 to give out and we got 20,000 of it. So obviously, and they said it was a unanimous decision. So, uh, thank you to that foundation. If I'm ever allowed, when I figure out when I'm allowed to say it, I will gladly put, say it out loud, but I just don't want them being like, you don't get your money now because you said our name. Yeah. So yeah, you so. know who you are. Whoa. Thank you. <laughs> but we yeah. can always come back to this at a later time and talk about it. Yeah. So what have you been up to, man? Um, not really much. Uh, just been, um, I think what I, like I said before, I've just been sitting at home a lot, um, just working from home for the last couple months, probably since, I think since March, like mid to late March, early April, somewhere around there. Um, and then basically just finding things to do to keep busy. Um, a lot of little projects around the house, um, uh, upgrading my, like my my home studio setup basically is like one of the things I've been trying to do. Um, so you've been productive. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I guess if you call that productive, I've been a lot more productive than me. I've gone down rabbit holes with conspiracy theories mm. just for the past like couple months, just yeah. because I've been bored. Not that I believe them. Like, yeah. But I just enjoy reading them, and I'll spend I'll spend I'll I'll look at I'll be on my computer, and then I'll look. And it's two a.m. and go. 
fuck, I've been sitting here for 12 hours <laughs> reading oh this. <laughs> reading these conspiracy theories yeah. on 4chan. Like, oh, 4chan. Yeah, I wouldn't go on 4chan. It's, it's a mess, dude. I, like, I'm, I'm mainly in Reddit, right? Because okay. Reddit is, you can be sane. Right, right. I, I recently rediscovered 4chan from high school. And it's, it's disgusting. Oh, it's absolutely like it's the closest thing you will get to like the dark web. Yeah, basically without actually going there. Yeah, it's it's like uh, it's like the gray web. It's a good way to describe <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> like it's it's like the free trial of the dark web. Yeah, basically <laughs> without all the like viruses. if they they find out that they can trust you, then you get like that membership card. Like they slip you the membership card to the dark web. I have no wish to go on the dark web. <laughs> I have no wish. My buddies were into going, like finding like weird websites on the dark web. Like, why would you do this? Ugh. Like, where you have to use Tor and oh, yeah, that. like, no, thank yeah. you. No, no thank I you. Go Most there. of the time, you just end up on per- terrible sites. I'm like, I'm good, man. Yeah, like I don't really want to. I hope there's you know VPN covering this up. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, I was reading a conspiracy theory last night actually um, about this. Uh, I guess this military prison that was in, um, in somewhere in the Middle East, and how there was a viral outbreak there. And yeah. Who's who's a weird one, um, and it, I, I, I feel like it again. It's a conspiracy theory. I f- feel like uh, it was a fiction writer who wrote it, but it was it was a good story. I enjoyed so like listening to zombie it. Zombie level. Yeah, viral it was like outbreak? zombie level outbreak, uh. like. They apparently this was like a this was one of those black prisons that don't uh, don't exist, mm-hmm. um, and apparently he he was a guard there, and one night they had him suit up and they all they were in like um, they called it mop m o p again I'm not the I'm not the best with it but yeah. uh, they called it mop gear um, and he, they said if anyone's not in mop gear. You, shoot them i mean it's on youtube you can li- you can listen to the the what's the microsoft voice that reads stuff whenever you type it in oh okay like yeah they put in that microsoft voice where it reads to you so i was just kind of sitting there like listening to it like an audiobook <laughs> just laying there in the dark because I'm, I'm back at my so i'm back at my parents house right yeah so i'm in my childhood bedroom which which has the still from the time I was eight years old, it still has the same wallpaper of a baseball field. Yeah. Like where you're like sitting at shortstop. <laughs> I'm sitting here listening to a zombie apocalypse level, uh, like contagion, um, like where, where they're just killing all these people to, oh. to get, to get someone out. And then if you like read the comments, people are like looking for the articles and, if they find the oh, article of the guy that he died and people doing like deep dives on this going deep deep into it and you know what i'm like if this happens it, it, my my thing is is like it's not out of the realm of possibility anymore it's this is 2020 anything yeah. is possible like <laughs> like there's that one the one that got me was i was listening to another one about jeffrey epstein right oh man yeah and i it was about this guy that worked for jeffrey epstein right and uh, I sent it to my, I sent it to Adam and Ian, and they sent me, the, like they texted me back this morning. They're like, "You sent us a video that's not on the internet." I was like, "What are you talking about?" And I listened to this last night, like six hours ago. And they're like, "And I, they're like, check the link." I checked the link, and it was taken down. Oh, so like that's suspicious. Oh my god, it was, 
it was crazy. I don't want to say it on your podcast. <laughs> I'll tell you off air, but it okay. was. Uh, well, I don't want you getting. <laughs> I don't want you getting Epstein or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I get what you're saying. <laughs> like, if it is real, like it's terrifying. Um, but it was. Oh my god, it was. It was about 25 minutes of me again, me sitting there in under the baseball lights, and listening to these terrible, <laughs> terrible stories. It was fantastic. I'm like, this needs to be a movie. Like, this is the setup. Like, the the whole character, like, the whole arc of the guy. Because he starts off with the line, I'm going to kill myself when I'm done typing this. That's what he says. Like, the writer. Oh, jeez. Um, he's like, I, he's like, I'm dead either way. He's yeah. like, he's like, I'm dead either way. So, uh, I'm going to kill myself and make this on my own terms. And then he goes on this, like, long, long post. And then, uh, and then it, it cuts off. Like he stops answering questions at like five in the morning. Uh, and then I'll tell you a little bit more about it later off air, but it was fucking wild. It was wild, man. I love conspiracy theories. Cause like, they're so interesting. Jeez. That like the alien, the UFO tic tac thing that they just like in March. So like, yeah, UFOs are real. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I love that. Like they're, they're finally admitting UFOs are real. So and, like, nobody seemed to care about that when it happened. Blows my mind. <laughs> Blows my mind that they're... No, everyone's like, no, coronavirus. I'm like, they just gave us the holy grail saying that UFOs are real. <laughs> like, they haven't admitted this for years. Yeah, you can I'm like, see. You can, you can still care about coronavirus, man. But let's take a, like, let's take a look over here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can see, like, how kind of media directs that... You know that coverage, that media, the news coverage, mm-hmm. how it directs things, and like, just like, I don't know how people just like whew, right over the head. I was so excited. Well, after again, like I love conspiracy theories. I am a skeptic to no end, but I love. I will always play devil's advocate, but I love listening to them. And I love like reading them, uh, but whenever I was probably like twenty two, twenty three, I took a real deep dive in conspiracy theories. I went down that rabbit hole. I almost never came back. I was almost a flat earther. Oh but yeah, I, I got to, I got to the flat Earth line and I was like, oh, these guys are full of shit. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when I came back to reality. But yeah, that was about what it was in 2015, 2016. So I was about 22, 23 when all that happened because it was right around the election. So because I was reading all the conspiracy theories oh, about geez. the Clintons and everything. And, yeah, yeah, that's that stuff is insane. Oh yeah, I did read some of that stuff like about the the uh I, I don't even know if it matters of talking about it at this point but like the the number of people that had that have like mysteriously died around oh, around the clintons yeah well in that video that i watched they were talking at one point about this there's a woman in it like in this car and they're talking about like covering up like like a, a murder and like there's, they said there's a woman in the car and like for that it was like a uh it was like the in fight club whenever whenever uh Brad Pitt's character flashes for a second. Yeah. Like they flash Hillary Clinton's photo real quick for like one frame. And I was like, I get what you're doing here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just some of those crazy stuff. I mean, this is how like those kind of the people that do deep dives is like, that's how we get stuff like the, the five G like causing coronavirus. And that again, that one is like, that's right on the level of flat earth. Like, yeah. What? Come on, guys! Like there are real conspiracies out there that we should be like putting our time into UFOs. But like, let's let, let's leave the five G 
to let's let's not say that's real. Yeah. So it's just it's crazy that the, the stuff that they've come out with and this is also a reason why we have such an issue now like i don't want to get i don't know why this is even a political issue but like you know why people disagree about the virus going on and stuff like that it's just like i don't right it's it if it is real okay we need to do something about it. if it isn't real then what what's the problem with taking precautions yeah that's, <laughs> like, that's how i feel about it too and it's just like people just don't understand that and again i don't want to get too no the, i get you P- people the, people have people have their issues and they just want to stick to it it's it's a whole thing i don't get into it man yeah it's not it's not worth the time that's why that's why the messed up conspiracies are so much more fun <laughs> ufos are so much more fun than 5g causing coronavirus yeah because here's the question are they time traveling ufos are they like is it us from the future Oh. Like, is it from a different dimension that, like, we're right next to? Yeah. Like, Coming to see what's going on exactly. in the parallel like, universe. Is it from a different galaxy or a different planet, solar system? Hmm. Is it Al- Atlanteans? Because apparently uh, the, that, that Tic Tac one um, went down to the surface of the ocean and it met an underwater UFO. <laughs> and this Damn. was... So they could be the Atlanteans. I mean, the theory is, I mean, there's the whole theory that, like, the Atlanteans were super... I'm not talking about people from Atlanta. I'm talking about people from Atlantis. Just right, clear, right, right, right. <laughs> I got what you're saying. Just but uh, the Atlanteans, uh, apparently, like, they were, like, a, like uh, they were, like, an alien superior race and everything. And um, apparently they were light years ahead of everyone. They were the ancient civilization and mm-hmm. all that that got wiped off the face of the earth. So what if they're still under the water? Like, there's like, see, these are the conspiracy theories we need to investigate, people. Yeah, I mean, there's so much of the uh, ocean that has yet to be explored. So, I mean, we could be exactly. You know, could the aliens be from under the water? Like, <laughs> no one has, no one goes in there. Like, oh, it's coming from outer space. What if it's coming from the ocean, man? Yeah. What if they're fish people? Not what if they are crab people? Because crab people can live underwater. <laughs> like this, I mean, it's stuff that you don't, you just never think about unless you actually do those deep dives. But it's fun to do those deep dives. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah. See, I should, um, see, I should do stand-up comedy, but I can't because coronavirus. You could do a stand-up stream or something i'm surprised more comedians don't do that people have tried i just don't think people well i guess you need the audience reaction like that's the whole big thing about stand-up comedy is like could you do like one giant zoom meeting where like people do stand up that way that would not work you get like a 300 people in a zoom meeting and then you do then you do the stand-up on the zoom meeting like you like get a camera kind of like how you have set up here yeah like a, a good camera and like you put yourself in a stage and then you just use that as your webcam and you zoom in. I mean, the only way that I could see that working is if you like just mute everyone so that you're not getting a whole bunch of like feedback. But then you from, can't hear the laughter. Yeah, that's the thing though. But you know, there's going to be like people in there that are just going to be shuffling around and like just like, you know, munching on snacks or something in the middle of it. And you're just going to hear that while he's like trying to, somebody's trying to tell jokes or whatever. Yeah. Um, or, I mean, the other option is like, you just do it like a Twitch type setup where you just have like a chat 
on the side and you can just have people chat out their responses or you know just like commentary on the jokes or something although that i don't see that really working too well mm-hmm. either because then you have to pay attention to that while you're like telling jokes what if like uh, here's an idea real comedy club and um instead of everyone coming in they just put like ipads up or webcams in every seat hmm i, th- or I, I think ipads so that way they can facetime into that ipad right Okay, and then you get a view from that seat, like like you're like you're virtually there. The person's on yeah. stage, and they each have like their own designated like audio input mm-hmm. or output, so that you know it feels like that's an actual audience there. Yeah, so. see, we're on to something. <laughs> have to invest in that. By the time we have this all like laid out, the the pandemic will be over. Do you think? Do you think the pandemic will be over in the next? Oh God, year. I'm just hoping I mean, it's over by next September, because that's when I'm getting married. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know. It's, I know it's not going to be this year, because just the way that things are going. It's going to magically end on November 4th. Yeah. The, the election. Yeah. As soon as the election's over. Oh, we found a vaccine. <laughs> Man, that would start a whole new deep dive of conspiracy theories. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If that happens. I don't want to start any other conspiracy theories, but I got a question for you here. Mm. When the vaccine comes out, are you going to be one of the first people to take it? Like, they're like, all right, we got a FDA approved vaccine that was made in less than a year. Are you going to take that vaccine? I mean, I we have no idea what the long term effects of this is because we're just starting human trials yeah. here in I August. Mean, yeah. Like. I probably wouldn't, but I'm also not saying that I'm like an anti-vaxxer or anything. Oh like no, that. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. At yeah. All. So yeah, I would have, I would probably just wait and just continue to social distance like I've been doing mm-hmm. and just see how things play out. And if it, if it looks good, if there's good, you know, if there's a, a positive uh, reaction to it, then, then I'll probably go get it. Yeah. So. I'm, I'm taking the same approach that I would take with like an iPhone. I mean, unless I am forced to get it, like, you know, I'm because they're like, oh, vaccines out. You have to go back to work and be around everyone again. Then I'd probably just like pull the trigger on it because it's better than so not we, having. It. Are we going to pay for this vaccine when it comes out or is this going to be like, a, like that's a, my other concern is like some sort of big pharma company is going to have that vaccine and just like charge people out the ass to. Yeah, I'm not to I'm get not, it. Uh, like, uh, I feel like because again, not trying to be political, but uh, the healthcare system kind of sucks. Oh, I, <laughs> speaking of bad healthcare, right? So I had healthcare through my job, which um, thank you, COVID. I have lost. Right. Right. Um, I'm supposed to go back to actually I was laid off. I'm supposed to go back to work three weeks ago, but uh, I'm I might go back to work in the next month or so. Okay. Yeah. But um. Because I had to close out the show I was on, but uh, the so apparently, um, so what? Whenever I, whenever I signed up for my health insurance through my through my employer, uh, they said after like after the show ends, which every show ends, I knew that I knew this was coming. I knew I was going to be out of a job eventually. So I asked them like, once the show ends, what do I have in terms of health care? And they said, you have two months uh, afterwards, and then you have to start paying for it. Like, okay. So, okay. yeah, uh, my official termination date was June 30th. Um, I had, I had stopped working back in April. Right. 
but they had kept me in case I had to come on and they officially terminated me on June 30th. Um, but, uh, on July, what was it? Like July 20th around that time, I got a letter that was dated July 10th from my, uh, from my health insurance saying that you will no longer be covered under your health insurance unless you respond by July 1st. What? (laughs) How does that make any sense? Okay, I want you to... July 10th it was dated. Yeah. I got it July 20th. Well, I would have immediately just been called them and be like, the, the... the fuck is this? this yeah, I got to call him when I get back to Atlanta. I for, I it just kind of, I've been so wrapped up in this short film and like yeah. like just because this is this is my shot at like getting something worth a shit made. Right. that I'm not like putting all of my own money into. Um that I've been so wrapped up in this. The only other thing I do is golf and that's just because I need some sort of relief, like yeah. release. Like and, everybody needs that. Like um, cause like I can't go even, to the gym. Like I haven't been to the gym since March. Right. Even during this, uh, same thing. I've been like trying to like build a home gym just because I'm like, they started charging me at the gym again. Sorry. Just going off. No, you're fine. Real quick. But like they started charging me again cause they apparently started opening up the gym and I'm like, I, that, like I'm not going back. Like even if I'm paying for this, luckily my comp, the company I work for will basically like spot me mm-hmm. for gym memberships cause the, uh, some health thing that they do but um like um that's like I, you know this is not the, the right time to do this and not just like and apparently i heard that like places like like la fitness they don't even require you to wear a mask no is- so i've gone to the gym a couple times um i usually go super early in the morning to try and avoid people but this was like a couple weeks ago yeah and um it's just it it doesn't feel right being in there so yeah. like I avoid it at all costs. Yeah, that's my my thing is I I just thought about going back, but I was like, oh well, maybe I could get some like masks that are like sort of athletic masks. But then I'm just thinking it's it's not gonna matter. People aren't gonna. It's not honestly. It's not worth it. I would rather run outside, um, and like do like yeah. curls with. It's just. But my thing is is like I'm signed into these contracts that they don't give they don't give a shit about you like they're just like oh well there's a pandemic going on you're still gonna pay for you're still gonna pay right thirty dollars a month for la fitness and i have another i have a planet fitness one which is a year contract and they won't let me out of it unless i pay like two months i'm like i'm not doing really yeah so um yeah i had to pay a boatload of money to get out of la fitness i was so mad yeah i'm just i'm at the point where i'm like i'm not gonna I'll pay the because eventually I'll, I'll want to go back, but it it feels so weird right now, right? Especially since it's just spiked everywhere. It so I'm just yeah, the whole gym membership's a mess. Yeah, it's it's yeah, I just I feel you on that. So. But anyways, back to the health insurance. Oh right, yeah. right. Um, so I lost my health insurance on July 1st and found out on July 20th. So that sucks. Um, so essentially, if I do get COVID, I'm kind of fucked right now. Oh man, yeah, you'll be like paying for that the rest of your life, basically. Oh my! Like, here's the th- problem: is like, I, I don't understand how we can, how you, in the middle of a pandemic, you can drop someone from their health insurance. I, not like it's not like I got fired. Like it's not like I got. Well, that's yeah. That's the other thing is like like businesses like that that's you know are like 
basically? Is that like a union that you're in? No, I, I'm. So it's just through. Uh, I'm not in a union because I'm an office PA. Okay. Um, but um, in my in my producers and everything have been great. They really took care of, especially the the non-union people. They really took care of us. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah. So I have nothing but nice things to say about them. Right. But um, the uh, the show that I was on, uh, like they go through a payroll company. Um, okay. Kind of like ADP, but we didn't have ADP. I don't want to. Oh. I don't want to name names because like, I don't want to get sued for some weird right, reason right, right, or right. whatever. No, I get you. Um, but uh, yeah, they so essentially the employer pays to them, and then because a lot of the same, a lot of different productions use the same payroll companies. Yeah. So you can just carry over with the insurance through them. Okay. So like, it's just like it's kind of like a it's kind of like if you worked for a company and they paid it. So as long as you keep working for the same productions that have the same payroll company because there's only two real big ones there's or maybe three there's um adp casting crew and um there's one more i can't remember the name of it yeah um but yeah like they uh they pay into your health insurance and that's how you get it that way if you have to work so many hours in a month and okay yeah yeah. i mean i had the hours in a month and a week but (laughs) but because you've worked on film sets you know how that goes yeah so, I absolutely know how that goes. So, but I can't wait to get back to work. I just I feel like my career is going nowhere. Mm, yeah, I like, know that. I know that feeling. Like I've thought but, about applying to jobs to work in like at a news station, but at the same time, I don't want to because yeah, it's it's not what I want to do. I don't want to. I don't want to edit news. It's not make movies. fun. It's just like. I thought about it when I was like really just really struggling for work. I thought about a news station. I was just like it just doesn't sound like fun. It never sounds like fun to work at a news station. No, it's like the, <laughs> the two things that like whenever you're a freelancer and you haven't worked in months, the two things that go through your head are all right, I can go work at a news station or I can go edit porn. Like those are yeah. it's, it's like they're both soul sucking. Just yeah. one you can like come back from. Yeah, true. True. Yeah, I um, not saying the people that work in news stations don't love it. I'm just saying like whatever. Right? Yeah. What, I, like, I mean, it I, takes a specific kind of person to to really like that job, and I am I. I mean, we are probably not those people. So. No, <laughs> I'm I'm also not a person that likes being in the same job for more than a year. Like I hate it. Yeah. Um. So like I like the I like the switching up and the changing of working on different film sets. Um. Like I went from Disney to Fox to um hbo to uh to amazon all in like a matter of like six months and it was great right like it was i loved it because like i was working with different people and i met like awesome i mean i got to meet um i got to meet uh the i got to meet the producers from moonlight because they're the same producers on my show yeah and they know me now like that's awesome like i I can walk up to them i can talk to like a like an award, like an Oscar winning producer. Yeah. Like whenever she sees me, she says hi to me and I can have a conversation with her. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and I drove her in my car, which was really cool. I had like a 20 minute conversation with her. They were like, you're going to go pick her up. I'm like, what? (laughs) But, uh, that was a whole, that was, that was fun. But honestly, they're so nice too. Yeah. It's, I mean, at the end of the day, they're people too. So it's like everyone always kind of holds them up at a pedestal, but like once you get one-on-one, I'm sure, I mean, not that I've met anyone that's mm -hmm. at that level, but 
Yeah, I mean, like, uh, yeah, you put a lot of celebrities and you put these people on TV on, like you said, on a pedestal, and then whenever you actually get to talk to them, you're just yeah. like, it's like, oh, well, you're you're like me. <laughs> you're you <know>? a <laughs> you're a human. Yeah. You eat. <laughs> Do you like hot dogs? I like hot dogs. <laughs> oh, you only eat vegan. Okay. <laughs> I've never had a vegan hot dog. I mean, none of it's real meat, so. Yeah, I'm that's all true. hot dogs it's, vegan. Uh, it's probably another conspiracy theory that we could like go down a rabbit hole with i want to start a conspiracy theory yeah like like i want to like i gotta think of like to, how to make one like i don't how does a conspiracy theory take off well you just to make a couple youtube you gotta channels? go on 4chan <laughs> and start posting <laughs> just start posting stories on 4chan yeah i mean that's i i assume a lot of conspiracy theories have started there just because it's just a cesspool it is so weird it's just the <laughs> worse garbage i mean you probably try reddit but i feel like reddit is a little more cleaned up that it's i feel like reddit harder to get something going there i feel like so i don't know the history behind reddit and 4chan i don't know like i said i don't know the history behind them enough. yeah i don't, I don't really um, either but i feel but. like they started in the same spot and <laughs> and reddit was like oh we can become like a recognized like social media yeah that is that you can get real news from or yeah. you can have real conversations and then 4chan was like i'm not eating my spaghetti like i'm staying little <laughs> like, like yeah. i want to eat broccoli i want to grow up i'm gonna eat, what's going on i'm gonna eat ice cream like, i'm gonna just, just shovel all this garbage down my throat and just <laughs> see what happens like that that is essentially 4chan and reddit and how they developed like yeah Reddit, Reddit, Reddit grew up, right? And 4chan is still a child. It's not a child. 4chan is more of the uh, the stoner that lives in his parents' basement mm-hmm. that has gotten into meth. That's that's pretty accurate, honestly. <laughs> if you were to personify and Reddit, 4chan, Reddit's like Reddit's like a typical millennial, like a stereotypical millennial. I feel like, like yeah, say somebody you'd see like. I don't know, at a cafe wearing their plaid red shirt or something, just like sipping their lots there's, there's social working on their MacBook and there's like, social media <laughs> strategist for like some big company that doesn't realize that they're paying these people like uh, forty hours a week to sit on fit on sit on Facebook and literally do nothing because they don't true. know how yeah. to send an email. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's right. That's, that's Reddit. That's good good comparison right there. So like, what would Facebook be? Facebook is slowly turning into the 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 loud boomer as much as i hate saying that but like the just i don't know is it it's just like anytime i go on facebook it's just like it's fa- the loudest people like spewing politics is it turning into a mainstream fortune without like you know the terror because they 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 sent it's a censored 4chan it is i feel like facebook is like if 4chan did grow up but they still did the same shit that they did when they They grew up but they're still smoking meth yeah basically they're (laughs) well yeah there's there's they grew up but they they're like yeah i like meth but i can hold a job (laughs) basically i mean it's just like it's the people of society that's just i don't know Facebook's been rubbing me the wrong way lately. I shouldn't be commentating on. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm no, right. it's 
you're fine. I, uh, I, I try and so I try and stay off. So something that has really helped me with like dealing with like depression and dealing with, uh, just like getting through a day and like my overall general attitude has been check Facebook maybe once, maybe twice a day. Like if I checked it early in the morning, like check it before I go to bed. Yeah. Other than that, stay off it. I'll, I'll throw something up on Instagram, but I really won't read anything, like look through people's stuff. But the big one is I stopped watching the news. So I got rid mm. of cable, and I didn't buy an antenna. I have Netflix. So I have Netflix, I have Hulu, Amazon Prime, because everyone has Amazon Prime. And then, just for the shipping, and then uh, I had Disney+, Plus, and I'm going to get HBO Max whenever the... Seth Rogen movie comes out because I want to see that. Oh yeah, but other than that, that's like all my entertainment, and I got YouTube, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but since I have, so my, I'll come home to my parents who are boomers, and they all they, my dad watches the news from four o'clock to seven thirty every day. It's the same stories over and over. Yeah. And I'll sit there. I'm like, how are you guys? And then before that, he'll watch like the View and the Talk. Yeah. It's the same stories. And I'm like... And it's all... Uh, well... I it's mean, super depressed. Like, when I watch it with them, I just get super yeah. depressed. So, ever since I cut like cut that out of my life, like... And I get... I still get my news. Like, I like I get news from, like, uh, from New York Times, from Wall Street Journal, like, online. Like, if I yeah. see something, like, I have subscriptions, like, I'll, I'll read an article. I mean, honestly, like, even Reddit is a pretty good place to to get news like i'll subscribe to certain channels that'll just do like world news like it's not from a certain point of view Mm -hmm. or you know something like that and you know it's it's pretty informative without being super without being too biased like you know some some of these news channels are now yeah so no i mean like i read it has been great um you got to watch it because again there are people out there like to post fake news and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you gotta be careful. I take everything with a grain of salt. Like, like usually people are good about posting sources and, like, backing it up in some way and mm-hmm. stuff like that, so... But, yeah, I mean, stop watching the news and you will watch your life get much better. Yeah. Because <laughs> you stop worrying about that other crap I mean, and just start worrying about what you love. That was, um, how I almost had, like, a panic attack over the pandemic was the last time I was at the gym, like, before this all like blew up in the U S mm-hmm. um, they were reporting about it on the news and it was just like nonstop, just everyone just like, like all these stories of them just back to back people freaking out over it and stuff like that. And I'm just sitting at the gym, like trying to exercise, but I'm getting like so distracted cause it's just like, it's my anxiety is just like it's it's oh yeah like making my anxiety just surge up and I'm the moment like, oh, i knew it Jesus. was real the moment i knew it was all real was whenever I, it was like three o'clock in the morning and i was at planet fitness in conyers and it says tom hanks tested positive for coronavirus oh yeah yeah that was the moment i knew it was real yeah um but what was crazy and uh again another video that i watched it got taken down um <laughs> I love watching these videos because I know I'm right. Um, <laughs> the conspiracies are real, man. Um, but uh, no, it was back in February. It was this Chinese doctor who said uh, who had posted a video online and I said, think I, 
yeah. uh, this is a serious a serious way people all in in like hospital beds like in the hallways like you guys need to take this serious like and I shared it and I was like this is this is coming guys this is early February I was yeah like, this is this is bad and then it got taken down like a week later or something like that and then a month later it was like march i think it was like march 17th or something like that right around that time that uh my boss was like pack your stuff like you're never coming back yeah i wonder if it was that the same chinese doctor who like tried to tell everyone about the virus and then like disappeared i don't know i didn't i didn't know about that one yeah there was like something i remember reading about like way closer back when it was still like huge in China, um, there was like a, a doctor who was like trying to like warn people, like the rest of the world, like hey, you gotta like prepare for this. This is like a big deal, and like China was trying to keep like stories about it contained. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently that guy just like ended up like disappearing. Well, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. No, this was uh, this was a female doctor that I had watched. She was, oh, okay. she I was, think this was like a dude. That... Yeah, she was in the hallways and like she like was showing like people like over her shoulder of like all these people like lined up in the hospital and she had like a face mask and like, oh, okay. one of the plastic shields and everything like that and like it was translated for like so again I don't I don't speak Mandarin or the five other languages that they speak. Right. Right. Um, but it was subtitled, so I'm going off the subtitles. So it could have been again. She could have been telling us that like. It's her birthday, and I would never know, but I feel like that'd be a weird place to say it was your birthday in the middle of a hospital. <laughs> in the middle of a hospital. <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> like, yeah. So I feel, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take her word for it, because it, it looked like it was a pretty serious situation there. Um, yeah. But yeah, it got taken down, like, five days later, something like that. Mm. Crazy stuff. It was Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Hillary Clinton. This is Hillary it was those emails. It's the emails, man. This is Hillary Clinton's way of getting back at us for wanting to get into those emails. Oh my God! That's the conspiracy. Hillary Clinton started this because she was mad. She was mad about the emails. Oh. Little did she know this email leaked. How did this podcast turn into all like conspiracy theories and politics? I'm sorry, I'm not trying to get no. politics. I mean, we can we can no get, no. It's just I can talk about four, things I saw on 4chan. Like that's no, terrible. no it's fine. It's like, fine. My eyes. Are, it's just like it's it's hard not to like shift in that direction with everything that's going on it really is like it's just i could talk about my movie more if you want me to do that like yeah yeah i was just yeah yeah but um so i'll just give you a little taste of what it is um so again i was talking about how it's like about regime change wars and all that um, sorry mm-hmm. to go political <laughs> after i said i wouldn't um but it's about regime change oh, wars yeah yeah no, um, no this is different and so. uh essentially it's about this president and he's being uh he's being coerced into um he's being coerced into going into another regime change war it was based off the i wrote it last year whenever syria was a big thing oh yeah um, yeah because that's whenever i really started getting into it and uh-huh. reading about it so it's like okay well i'm gonna write this and um and then i ran the whole iran thing happened and that's right when mm. i was writing the grant so it was perfect timing to write the grant um but uh, it's about this president getting pressured into going into another regime change war for X, Y, Z reasons. Um, find out in the movie when you watch it. Um, and then he goes to he goes he says start to prepare for the invasion. He goes out into the hallway and he sees his kids. Right, his kids are playing army. They're dressed up in like like army and they have Nerf guns. Yeah. And they're playing and they shoot each other and 
it, it transports him to a war zone where he sees all the horrors of war um, laid out in front of him. It's because the whole idea is at the beginning of the film, they're just they're referring to all these numbers of like, okay, we're expecting X number of casualties, X oh, number. Right. So they're being referred to as numbers, not as yeah, not so as it's people. Like dehumanizing. Yeah, you're de- you're desensitizing, dehumanizing. Yeah. Um, especially like the, the news and everything like that. Right. Um, so you're de- yeah dehumanizing it. And then I take it a step further from just dehumanizing it. Um, so what happens when he gets to this war zone, he sees all these acts of war, uh, these terrible things that happen in war, um, um, that all of it, all the soldiers are played out like children. So, yeah. uh, so all the, so the whole idea behind the film is that every, uh, every soldier over there is somebody's child. Every civilian over there is somebody's child. Somebody watched them play baseball. Somebody watched them at a dance recital. Someone helped. Someone changed their diaper. Like the whole idea is that some, every person over there is somebody's child. So it's not. It's it's very very pro support the troops. It, like I, I've gotten that question before. They're like, aren't you worried people are going to take this isn't supporting the troops? Like and you're they're you get backlash for that, and it's quite the opposite. It's yeah, it's all about no the like the people and giving those yeah so the whole the whole the, at the beginning of the film it starts off with a quote um um well, uh that sp- um speak softly but carry a big stick right go far right mm-hmm. it starts off with that quote and uh and then underneath it asks the questions when did we forget to speak softly right. um so that's the whole like so that's the, the idea behind it um and then um so everything is going to be uh, shot with kids and um it, but there's not going to be that heroic score that you get in war movies when there's like the war scene there's not that heroic score of the trumpets blaring or the the french horns up high of all that it's yeah. um yeah it's it's the sounds of war are going to be there everything was going to be real pla- practical blood effects and um yeah, I, so I told you about the model that I wanted to do for that. Uh, I didn't build it yet, so oh, I'm probably gotcha. not going to end up shooting it while I'm up here. So you're off the hook. Oh. <laughs> uh, I appreciate the offer. Oh no, yeah, yeah. Anytime, yeah, I can help out. Yeah, but yeah, that sounds. I mean, that's I I like that idea a lot because I I feel like a lot of times when you do see those war movies and you hear the epic music and stuff, it's sort of even though it might not mean it that way, like some people might interpret it as like glorifying, Mm -hmm. you know, what is happening here. And that's, you know, this is, you know, should be considered a proud moment when, you know, uh, one human being is, you know, shooting at or killing another human being. And Mm -hmm. like, um, you know, that's, that's not the case in in reality it's like you you do what you have to because you're you, you know you're you're protecting you mm-hmm. know the, the 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 country or the people that you care about so yeah the, the like i said the whole idea behind it is uh is it's it's anti-war but it's very pro support to troops like yeah um and i and i try and make that very clear whenever i talk to people about it uh because I, like I said, I do have family that are in the military. I have, uh, I have some of my best friends are in the military. Uh, one of my best friends just got back, um, not too long ago from overseas. Um, and it's, 
So it's like I said, it's a very close subject to me. Um, right. And I, I like again, I completely understand whenever there is an attack like nine eleven or something like that. But whenever people are lied to about going into like Iraq, or, right, right, like that's the idea. It's like all right, I understood two thousand one. Uh, two, uh, sorry, not yeah nine eleven. That's I understand that. Like I understand mm-hmm. we got to go get the bad guy. Like they're yeah. coming after us. But whenever we're lied to and then told to go into a whole different country to find WMDs that aren't there. Yeah. Like, what was that really about? Like, that wasn't about that. That was about something else. Yeah. So, it's just like, yeah. It's just... Sorry. I, again, didn't mean to get too political, but that's. No, that's... no, no. I get you. I was I was trying to, like, not go there either. I'm just, like, <laughs> thinking, I'm like, oh, that's political, too. But I, I understand yeah. that's that's the, the, the point of the, the film is, like, it's just supposed to. You know, I mean, sometimes that needs to the, what need geez, Jesus peel, man. peeling out out there. I mean, you know, if you have a message that you feel very strongly about, you need to get that message out there any way that you can. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you know, if it's if it's important to you, I mean, it's going to be important to other people as well. Yeah. Um, and you know, that's. And and hopefully that message can convince others that might be on the fence about it, you know, and then you just start, you know, that, that's the wonderful thing I love about like film um, is just, you know, if even if narrative or documentary, mm-hmm. um, you know, they they can be very informative and they can help you to, you know, it, it can be art. Yes, but it can also be something that you know, sends a message in a way that, you know, a, a politician or, you know, somebody standing at a podium, you know, wouldn't be able to, to deliver the same way. Exactly. So that's, I, I love that. It's just like you, you have that ability to make a visual representation of something that you feel strongly about. Yeah. And that is exactly what I'm trying to do here with that is I'm trying to convey that message of something I feel really strongly about. Right. I, I don't, I'm not, um, I, I don't claim to be an incredibly smart man. I I don't. Uh, I would love to run for office one day, but I hate politics. And I don't. Right. My thing is, is I I like telling people to go fuck themselves. <laughs> um, so I would probably end up not. I would probably end up trying to take the, like the Trumpy approach, where I say lock her up or some other dumb stupid oh, shit. Oh God, yeah. Um, that go like that route where where people would love what I say, but it'd be super crass. I I feel like someone that. I don't know. That's a whole other thing. Right. Um, but I would love to, this is my way of trying to get my, what I feel strongly about out there. And that is going to wrap up the first of two parts of the decipher the media podcast with Joe Busey. Um, we talked for such a long time that I actually ended up getting enough for two episodes. So I decided to split it up just to kind of keep it manageable. So you weren't, you wouldn't have to uh, listen through an entire two hour episode. So uh, be on the lookout for episode number two. It is coming uh, very soon after this one. Um, I already have it almost ready to go. Um, So uh, that will be uh, very shortly. Um, Keep an eye out on um, some news relating to the podcast. Um, I'm going to be launching a new website either with this podcast or very shortly after. So I'm working on that. Um, it's uh, cypherimedia.com. Um, you can actually go onto it now. It's live, but I'm still uh, working on some things on the website to kind of make it a little, a little better than it looks now. 
Um, I just kind of have a lot of placeholder stuff in right now, but it is coming along and I'm uh, very happy about it. I'm very proud of um, the progress that I've made with with this pro- with this podcast and uh, with the, the media that I've been working on um, beside this podcast. So it's, it's really become a, a bigger thing. And I'm, I'm really happy that you're here with me right now. Um, watching this, listening to this, consuming it, however you are. I love hearing about when someone uh, comes up to me and tells me, you know, how much they enjoy my podcast. That is, I mean, that is all that I need to keep going with this. Um, and you know, your, your feedback is much appreciated. Um, any sort of, you know, positive feedback, constructive criticism, any of that stuff, it's, it's greatly appreciated and it helps me to to continue with this and continue with it at a more regular pace so please 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 just uh, bring in you know any sort of feedback that you can um you know you can reach out to me through my website um through social media however you want to do it um i always post up my uh, uh ways to contact me through social media so look out for that stuff if you want to reach out to me and let me know. Let me know what, uh, what you think, what, uh, what this, you know, how I can make this better, how I can make it more focused on specific things. Um, if you don't like the direction it's going, what do, what do you think would be a better idea? Um, anything, anything, really. I'm looking for any, any sort of feedback on it. Um, and any sort of support. So, you know, go out, um, <clears throat> like, and subscribe to the podcast any way that you can on YouTube, uh, iTunes, uh, Google Play, which is soon going to be Google Podcasts, um, Stitcher. I'm trying to get this up on Spotify. I just haven't gotten around to it. So that's going to be on Spotify soon on their podcasts, um, hopefully in the near future. Um, any, any of those platforms, just go on there give me a good, you know, give me a review, give me some feedback, you know, anything that sort of give me an idea of what, to, what direction to take this in and, uh, what, um, what I can do to make this better for you. So, and what I can do to kind of reach out to a, a larger group of listeners or viewers. So again, I really appreciate your help. I really appreciate you, um, taking the time to listen to this, to watch this on YouTube, um, either of those, you know, I, I really, really appreciate your time. And I'm, I'm so happy that I'm able to share these experiences with you. And I really look forward to sharing more of these experiences in the future. So again, thank you. I'll see you next episode, um, which will be out in, in no time. So again, your positive feedback helps me to pushes me to get these out um, at a faster pace. Um, I've also got a lot of, uh, or I've got some some. I've reached out to a couple people for uh, new new interviews, so I'm gonna try to work around uh, the restrictions of the pandemic. Um, you know, find safe ways to continue the podcast. Um, while we, uh, you know, work, work through, um, what's going on in the world. So again, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time and I will see you next time.
Take care. Stay safe. Much love.